ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome to this episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. I know it's unusual to have more than a weekly release of an episode on my podcast, but I a couple different reasons why I just decided I'm going to throw in two bonus episodes this week. One is, I know in the last episode we talked about our homeschool why, why we feel that for our family, God has led us to homeschooling. Um, homeschooling is something that I'm very passionate about. I, I really have some episodes on my heart that I want to speak to. I know that not everybody homeschools, and that is totally fine. You follow God's leading for your home and for your life. But I know that a lot of my listeners do homeschool. A lot of them are thinking about homeschooling, praying about homeschooling. And it has been a topic that I've been asked to address um, multiple times. It is also a topic that I have spent like years researching and learning and growing in. Um, So I wanted to share some on homeschooling, but I didn't want to take up like weeks and weeks and weeks doing so. I have other things that I really want to get to um, in just our regular weekly podcast. So I decided that I'm just going to throw in two bonus episodes this week addressing a little bit more about homeschooling. Another reason that I decided to do that instead of spreading it out, I really wanted to condense it here um, middle of July because if I spread it out, I would be doing some of these into August and I know that by then most people have, you know, it's a done deal for what your child's education is going to be for the fall. And if you're on the fence or you are a homeschool mom and you want some encouragement or that's just something that you want to hear spoken about, now is kind of the time as so many people are making the decisions for their child's education for the fall. So I just wanted to go ahead and throw in two bonus episodes as we talk about homeschooling here in the middle of the summer, already hard to believe, thinking about the school year for the fall. So like I said, in the last episode, we talked about why we feel that God has led our family to homeschool. So if you haven't listened to that yet, I'd suggest maybe going and listening to that before you listen to this one. Um, It'll just help give you more of a context and understanding of This is kind of like step two. Um, So in this episode, I want to address how do you choose a homeschool curriculum? And like I said, this is something that I kind of like get geeky about. I really enjoy researching homeschool curriculum. And it is such an overwhelming topic. There are so many homeschooling curriculums out there. There are so many like good homeschool curriculums out there. And it's hard to sift through all of that. I know sometimes just the decision to be a homeschool family immediately can bring overwhelm and just like, I don't know what I'm doing or how I'm going to do this. Throw on top of that hundreds of beautiful curriculum that are eye-catching that promise that they're going to turn out the smartest kids ever. Like, how do you narrow it down? So I wanted to speak to that in this episode. How do you narrow down what curriculum is right for your family? And I was really hoping that I could answer that question and then talk about the homeschool curriculum that we are currently using. But I know myself and in order to keep this a decent time frame for an episode, 
I had to split it in two. There's just, there's no way that I would get to both of those things in one episode. So, hence, you get the two bonus episodes. So today is about curriculum, and then I will release the second bonus episode talking about our curriculum that we have chosen um, that we're going through actually right now with Eden. So join in on the next episode for that. Um, But yes, so talking about how do you choose a homeschool curriculum? So this has been asked of me so many times. I, I guess I I'm passionate about homeschooling. I tend to be kind of outspoken on it, uh, outspoken about it on social media. So I do get a lot of people asking me like, well, how do you choose? You know, what about this versus this? Um, I know we shared in the last episode that Simeon and I were both homeschooled for a period of time. We loved it as the homeschool student. Um, we learned so much. God has kind of been working in our hearts as we've been you know, going from being homeschoolers ourselves to falling in love and talking about starting a family and the desire that we had to homeschool our kids. And then just the navigating of, okay, what exactly does that look like for our family? I am a planner. Um, I plan way too far in advance, so far in advance that my plans like morph time and time again, because the time I actually, by the time I actually get to fulfillment of the plan, like my heart and mind have grown as I've followed the Lord. And I just realized where I started isn't where I want to end up. And that's kind of how it's been with the homeschool thing. I started researching homeschool curriculum. I actually took a homeschool, homeschooling methods class in college, one of my favorite classes. Um, and that kind of got my wheels turning as I continued to go. Like before I even had my first daughter, I was like researching curriculum. What did I want to use? I thought I found the perfect one. Then God would grow Simeon and I's hearts, kind of change our direction. And I'd be like, okay, well now I think this is going to be the best one for our family. And anyway, it all kind of led us down this journey of choosing a homeschool curriculum. And, you know, I, for the longest time, I thought that the best way to choose a homeschool curriculum, really, I thought the only way that you could adequately make the right choice is by attending uh, or was by attending a homeschool convention. And I really wanted to do that. Actually, several times we've made plans to go to one and just for different reasons, it's kind of fallen through every time. And for a while, I was so frustrated, like, how will I know what to use if I can't see it and hold it and look at it? So I really struggled with that for a while. But then I also kind of had this inner thought of if I did see it and hold it and look at it all, I'd probably want to leave with everything. Like, would that really help narrow down what I need. And I kept thinking, no, I would probably leave the convention with way more stuff than I would need. And actually that I would realize that I would even want as I really got into the nitty gritty of homeschooling. So I just kind of had this back and forth about the convention and being bummed, then being like, well, maybe it saved us a lot of money. Um, But I really kept struggling with this, like, how will I know the right curriculum for our family? And it's like one day I was just praying about it and, well, no, back up. I wasn't praying about it. I was worrying about it. And the Holy Spirit just kind of impressed on me, like, have you prayed about this? And then I was like, well, no, no, I haven't. So I really started asking God, like, God, you gave us these children for a purpose, for a purpose within our home, but they have a purpose outside of our home when they grow up. And Simeon and I believe that it is our responsibility, not only as parents, but also as choosing to be homeschooling parents, that we take responsibility for our kids' education. Um, 
And really, whatever educational model, public school, Christian school, homeschool, it, it shows straight from God's word that it is the parent's responsibility to educate their child. Um, whether you have them at home with you all the time or you, you know, have them go to a school, whatever. Anyway, we just, we really took the responsibility of their education seriously. And we wanted, we knew that curriculum wasn't this huge, like, make or break it for our homeschooling experience. But we knew that it was a very important tool that we did want to choose the right one that would help equip and enable our kids to fulfill the purpose that God intends for them as they grow, as they learn. You know, we've often said, I don't know what our kids are going to be when they grow up. Maybe they'll be a doctor or a lawyer, or, you know, maybe they'll be a grocer or a waitress or a waiter. You know, whatever God has for them, we are 100% supportive of whatever it is God has for them. But we feel like as parents... It is our responsibility for their education to set them up so that when they get to the brink of going out on their own in adulthood, that they have a firm foundation, that they have the knowledge that whatever they want to branch out into, that they are well equipped to do. Does that mean that I'm going to be able to give them the education that they will need to be like a heart surgeon? No, because I know my limited knowledge and ability. But I do believe that if I am pursuing Christ daily in my life, if I am intentional and purposeful and accept that responsibility as a homeschool parent to pour my life and what God is revealing to me into my child's education, that God is God's going to fill in the gaps that I have. And I have many gaps. And, you know, it's even been neat to see the things that I am kind of weak in. Math is not my strong suit. Like, I'm I'm handling kindergarten math. But, man, even come like third grade, fourth grade math, fractions, decimals. Oh, it's just, it's, it's my struggle. But Simeon's really good at math. And I just, I see, again, God's just being faithful to say, hey, just do your best. Follow me. Trust me. Give your all and watch me, watch me equip you to be the parent that I wanted you to be for the children that I gave to you, not to anybody else, but to us. Um, and so I just, I don't know, I, I rabbit trailed into my prayer and <laughs> just a little mini sermon there. But anyway, um, so just thinking about this whole thing about praying through what curriculum best helps us achieve that goal? Um, so, and, you know, I started praying about it, but I also was like, hey, Simeon, let's pray about this together. Now, he is all 100% on board with homeschooling. He loves homeschooling. He enjoyed being homeschooled. Um, but he doesn't sit around for hours on end like I do reading books and researching homeschool curriculum. And that's fine. I don't I don't need him to. But I was thankful that he saw the seriousness, I guess, of this whole thing of choosing a curriculum and really investing some time and prayer into that with me. So um, just kind of all that to say, we decided to follow the Australian school calendar with Eden since Lord willing, we'll be there next year. Um, It was just easy for us to go ahead and get on that path. Not to mention, she is so smart, like abnormally smart. Um, 
And she's just begged and begged and begged, please let me do school. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to hold you back. Now, in next in the next episode, I will talk about her school. Don't think that, like, my four-year-old is sitting there watching DVDs for, like, eight hours a day doing endless textbook, workbook stuff. No, that that is not our educational model. Um, so school for us is very hands-on, very books and outdoor play and nature. Um so it wasn't like I felt like, oh, I don't want to start school with you because I want you to enjoy being little. She is still enjoying being little. Actually, I think we're enjoying these little years even more fully as we're just embracing kind of this lifestyle of learning. Um, but all that to say, so last March, March of 2020. So normally Australia uh, begins their school year. It's like a January to October school year, I believe. Um, but it was not on my radar to start preschool with her um, last year. But COVID hit. We were home. She was begging. So I'm like, okay. And we found a curriculum that just aligned so much with what we were looking for. Um, and that's Masterbooks. I love Masterbooks. Recommended them before. Would recommend them now. We did them for Eden's whole K-4 year. And she learned so, so much. Loved Masterbooks. But God was continuing to work in our hearts, to guide our thoughts, to hone and refine what exactly our, our educational philosophy is, what our goals are, um, just practical things that work for our family. You know, that's one of the beautiful things about homeschooling is that it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be rigid and, and, you know, you follow the exact way that the Christian school does it or the public school model. No, you home, one of the reasons you homeschool is to make it work for your family. Um, we have an international move coming. We have a very different lifestyle coming, being church planning missionaries. And I, I am not saying any of that to say that I'm willing to let my kids education suffer because of a different lifestyle that is going to require some tweaking. Um, but I also know the reality of as a mom, as a homeschool mom, I don't want to have utter burnout and then just fizzle out and not be able to invest myself like I want. So all that to say, God was just stirring our hearts, guiding us, guiding our thoughts. Then I actually found out about a brand new homeschool curriculum, which I I am going to stop myself because I will totally rabbit trail on this because it is amazing. But I'm going to talk about it in the next episode. But I'll go ahead and throw out a teaser. So it's called Gather Round Homeschool. So in January, we started kindergarten K-5 with Eden. And we are, we're on our third quarter in. Um, so it's a nine-week chunk. So we're on the third nine-week segment and we're almost wrapping that up. Anyway, more of that to come in the next episode, but we are loving it. And it is just all that to say, talking about curriculum, it's been like a developing in our hearts as God has said, okay, I'm going to tweak this. I'm going to tweak that. No, I want to direct you here. No, I think this is going to be best for your kids as we're learning our kids. Okay. They learn better this way. This didn't really work. I mean, I I'm not going to say that Gather Round is the homeschool that we're going to homeschool curriculum that we're going to use till the end of time. In my mind, I'm I'm leaning that way, but I also thought that with other curriculums and then we didn't. Um I am more convinced that Gather Round lines up exactly with what we want for a homeschooling experience as we are seeking the Lord. But 
he continues to work. He continues to guide. So we'll see what the future holds. But that's kind of how the process that God has brought us as we've narrowed down this idea of homeschool curriculum. And it is amazing as I look back now on my frantic, anxious heart you know, way before I really even needed to make the decision about homeschool curriculum, of just this overwhelmed, there are hundreds of curriculum out there. All of them are saying, use me and I will turn out the most successful kid. I I look back and I think it wasn't as complicated as you made it, th- as you made it seem to be. Um, But I I had to learn that the hard way. I had to learn that through trial and error. Thankfully, I didn't learn that by spending a bunch of money and then learning. Um, Thankfully, God's kind of led me as I've been able to be a wise steward of the funds that he's given me. But I just want to spend the last little bit of this episode kind of outlining. Okay, so you say it's easy to choose a homeschool homeschool curriculum. Maybe I'm not saying it's easy. Um, But it is not something that should overwhelm you and like totally just blow your mind as you're just like, what do I do? What do I do? So I just want to help you, guide you through some steps, just kind of some like analytical thinking through some things that as you think through these, as you nail a few things down, it really narrows the focus. And once that focus gets more narrowed, you know, you are no longer looking at hundreds of curriculum. You're looking at maybe 10. Um, and, and that's a much easier launch point than being so overwhelmed with so many. These are kind of my methodical way of choosing a homeschooling curriculum through research, through much reading, um, through personal experience of being homeschooled, and through just this journey that God has had us on as we get to homeschool curriculum. Also, just going to throw this in there. I have been a homeschool mom for not even a full two years. I am very new to actually being a homeschool mom. I am not a homeschool veteran, though it has been something that I have invested time in um, a lot. It is something that I'm passionate about, something that I, I mean, I'm not like the authority on this, but I am well studied in this. Um, I'm still a young mom, so take it or leave it. But I think, I think this will be helpful for some people in choosing a curriculum. So let's jump in. So the first thing in choosing a homeschool curriculum is outlining your educational philosophy. So before I even get into the rest of this, let me first say that for us, we personally totally disregarded any public curriculum. So if it was not a Christian curriculum, it wasn't really even something that we considered. Now, in choosing curriculum, I'm not expecting everybody to come out of this thinking, oh, I'm going to do exactly what Brittany does. I, I, w- I don't expect that. I don't want that. All of our families and kids and, and educational purposes are unique. And there's a reason God gave me my three. And there's a reason that God gave your kids to you and not to me. Um, but for us personally, just in, in this idea of narrowing down curriculum, in this idea of an educational philosophy, and I'm going to jump in in just a second to what our educational philosophy is, it immediately dismissed any curriculum that was not God-centered. So our educational philosophy. So your philosophy is really what you think and believe about something, um, how you think it is to, to be. Um, and so this was something that Simeon and I came to together 
through so many conversations, um, through that trial and error process, through God just growing us and working in us, what do we think Christian education should be for our home? Um, what does God think the Christian education of our children should be as we raise them in our home? And so we kind of outlined that this is our educational philosophy, that we want to create a lifestyle of learning, guiding our kids to their creator through his creation with the purpose of them discovering God's design for their life to bring him glory and praise. So that is our overarching philosophy for homeschool, for our homeschooling experience with our kids. What in the broadest term that we can. Um, so if I'm picturing like a graph. The very top bar. Biggest one. We're going to narrow this down as we get down. But the very top. The biggest thing. The broadest thing that just overshadows everything that falls under it. Is what do we believe Christian education to be? And this is our goal. We want to create this lifestyle of learning. So this isn't. That school is confined to a few hours a day and then, okay, the clock hits three, flip off the school switch, enter into the play mode. Um, that's We want a lifestyle of learning. But on the other, other end of the spectrum, that is not saying that, oh, we would just always want our kids to watch educational movies and read educational books and always be, you know, saying their times tables. It's not this drudgery like, oh, all we ever do is learn. No, it is making learning such an engaging, interwoven part of our life that we just, in, in our lifestyle, we learn. Um, you know, that can be in the kitchen when Eden's helping me make cookies, you know, we're working on fractions or, Hey, why do you need baking soda in a cookie? What's the point? What's the point of the egg? That is just one very small example of this lifestyle of learning. Just really, it's being curious, asking questions, wanting to know the answers. Um, and Eden is the queen of this. She, she we were driving today and she was like, we, so we were on asphalt going onto the interstate, but the road that we were coming off of, she was like, why is that road darker than this road when they're both, when they're both made out of the same thing? So then we started talking about asphalt and how some of it's older and it's been in the sun and the sun tends to discolor things and the other one is newer. But even in just something as simple as her noticing the road, she has that curious mind and it's just learning is woven into our day, um, whether it is a structured learning time or it's just life stuff. Um, we just have this lifestyle of learning. Now, what is the purpose of that lifestyle of learning? It is to guide our kids to their creator through his creation. So in teaching our kids math and science and reading and history and literature and grammar, everything Everything they learn, all that he created. You might think he created math. He created um, grammar. He created words. He created numbers. He created the order in our world. So yeah, everything, everything was created by God. All of that. We want to open their eyes to creation and with a purpose of pointing their eyes to the creator. So it's almost like the creation is the lens that we look through that opens our wonder as we see past the creation and see the creator. 
and all of that with the purpose of them discovering God's design for their life to bring him honor and glory. So in in seeing and lear- having that lifestyle of learning, opening their eyes to the creation that God made, helping them see beyond the amazing science facts or math problems or rich books, seeing that there is a God who created all of this to reveal himself to us, helping them discover that, hey, like I said earlier, God has a very specific plan for you. There is a reason that you are on this earth. And in order for you to fulfill all your potential, to live a life full of joy, to live a life that unfolds all that God has for you, to receive his richest blessings, you need to find God's purpose for you and follow in that day by day by day. With the ultimate purpose, it is that brings good to us, um, that brings blessings to us. But the purpose is for His glory and for His praise. Why? Because He is worthy. Creation reveals to us He is worthy. Um, so that is kind of our educational philosophy. Some scripture to go with that. Colossians two three says, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Even back to this thing, so using the creation as the lens to see God as our creator. All the treasures of wisdom, all the treasures of knowledge, all that we could ever hope or attain to know and understand in this world, they are treasures that are hidden in Christ. And it's only as we um, get to know him and have him revealed to us in a greater way can we fully experience and see all that he has for us in learning about these rich treasures and getting that wisdom and knowledge. And I'm not saying that you're going to attain it all on this life. There is more, more than I think we could ever have time to understand, more than we could ever have brain capacity to hold. God is just amazing. Um, But just these glimpses and just seeing God, experiencing God as creator, Colossians 1.16 says, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. So God is creator. He created all things, but he also created, created all things for himself, for his glory, for the purpose of drawing all men unto himself. It talks in the Bible that even creation sings his praises. Even creation testifies that there is a God. He says if people won't praise him, the rocks are going to cry out. And that is just such an amazing thing to me. I'll get into it some next in in the next episode. Um, Just as we've been doing this kindergarten curriculum with Eden, even some of the silliest things in nature or in creation that we see have just really blown my mind to the amazingness and the wonder of our God and who he is. And that it's been such an amazing thing for me. And I hope she's picking up on the wonder of all of that too, as we learn. But not only were all things created by him, they were created for him. And Revelations 4.11, to wrap up this point of the educational philosophy, Revelation 4.11 says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. We were created for God's pleasure. Our children were created for God's pleasure. And as I 
have the responsibility of teaching them, of training them, of guiding their hearts to God, our creator. I, that's, that's what I want. I want them to see that they were created for his pleasure and that he's worthy. He's worthy to receive all glory and praise from their lives as his creation. So the first thing is to really just outline your educational philosophy. And yours may be totally different than mine. You may find different scripture for it. But how do you get an educational philosophy? One, pray and ask God to guide your heart. Two, get your husband involved. Um, pray together. Talk about it together. Mull it over. You know, this took us a while, like years, to fully come to this. And you know what? I, I'm assuming that as we continue to grow, this will morph and change. But I really think that the core of it will stay the same because we've gotten it straight from God's word. So um, pray about it. Pray with your husband. And then find scripture to back up your philosophy. Um, don't just let it be this is what we think our education is model should be for our kids. Let it be what, hey, as we are that threefold cord, God, you, and your husband woven together, intertwined, as your hearts be as one, um, as a husband and wife, and then both of you in tune with Christ. Let him guide you, even in the area of homeschool curriculum, because you know what? He cares about everything. If he cares about the lilies of the field, do you think he cares about how you educate your kids? I think he does. Um, So first thing is outline your educational philosophy. Second thing, from that, underneath that, so outline your educational goals. And you say, well, you may say, well, what's the difference between an educational philosophy and an educational goal? So our educational philosophy is this overarching, this is the broad, this is what we believe Christian education should be as we have sought God's heart as a couple and what we feel like God is emphasizing in our home as we seek to raise our kids for the purpose of their lives bringing glory to their creator. Now, underneath that, okay, so what are the goals that we are trying to reach as we seek to have that philosophy attained in our homeschooling. And um, so this is just something that you're just going to have to come to. What is it that you're looking for in your child's education? Again, your goals should reflect your philosophy. Now, as I said, we're a young homeschool family. Um, So really, I I just kind of outlined basically for these early years. So in the early years, our goal is to open their eyes to the wonders of creation and introduce God as their creator. I really spoke much a, a lot to that point in under educational philosophy, so I'm not going to go into it too much here. But in these preschool, early kindergarten, in these early years, we really just want to open their eyes, give them eyes that see the creation around them, but see past the creation to the creator, that they come to know God as not only the, not only the creator of the owls and the desert and the rainforest, but also as the creator of them. And just as much purpose as he has for the lilies of the field and the sparrows in the air, he has a purpose for our kids. Um, so that's kind of early years, long-term. And again, this will morph and change as we go. Um, But I'm thinking like, okay, in the years that we have of them in school, when they graduate, what am I looking for? We want to raise kids with a deep awareness of Christ in connection to everything in life with a desire to fulfill the role of that he has for their life as it fits into his master plan for mankind. Um, So that's just kind of a long-term it's just you know, whatever it is that God has called our kids to, we want them to be ready and equipped for. And we want them to be so aware of Christ that everywhere they look, everything that they see, everything that they touch, everything that they do, 
they just see and experience God in it all because he is in it all. For by him and through him uh, were all things created for his pleasure, for his glory. Um, so educational philosophy, educational goals. Now we come down to homeschooling methods. So I'm really going to try to rush through this. Um, there are so many homeschooling methods out there, like so many. And you can Google this and you'll find it. Um, they're just, they're all over the internet. And there's lots of really good blogs that help break it down. But I'm going to give just a couple different ones. Um, So the first one, and this is probably the most common, is the traditional method, which this is basically, just summarize it really fast, it's like Christian school at home. Um, Very textbook driven. Um, A a lot of times you get the like DVD programs where, and this is what I did in high school. I just watched a classroom and did the exact same things they were doing. I was just at home doing it. Um, So you have that traditional method, Abeka, Bob Jones. um, I'm trying to think. uh, Alpha Omega, Christian Liberty Press. Um, one one place said that Masterbooks was listed under traditional. I would say Masterbooks is a little bit traditional slash Charlotte Mason. Um, but your your probably most common ones are going to be Abeka and BJU. Um, Apologia was also listed on some sites under the traditional model. Um, but I I would say that that's probably the most common homeschooling model, and that's what Simeon and I did when we were homeschooled in our later years of school. Another method is the classical method. Um, This one has like existed since the Middle Ages. So the goal of the classical homeschool technique or model is to teach people how to learn for themselves. So the five tools of learning, they say, um, also known as the trivium, are reason, record, research, relate, and rhetoric. Um, So there are several really popular classical educational models. Veritas. Um, classical Conversations, Memoria Press, Canon Press. Um, several of those are classical education um, centered. Um, and, and I've heard several people that have done classical education and have really loved it. I don't have a lot of experience with classical education. Um, the other one, another one is the Charlotte Mason method. So I'll tell you in a little bit what methods that we use, but I love Charlotte Mason. I've probably done the most research on this method just because it aligns most with where we're tracking. Um, But basically, this method at at its core believes that children aren't just containers waiting to be filled to the brim with knowledge, but that they are people that need to learn through experience of the world. Um, So especially when they're little, they need to play and create and be involved in real life situations from which that they can learn. Um, Really, even up into the high school years, obviously, you know, digging for earthworms in the backyard might look different when you're in 12th grade you know, as, as a way to learn in science. But it is a very hands-on um, nature study, living books. So these are books, uh, Charlotte Mason has the term twaddle. So it's not full of a bunch of just fluff and kind of pointless nonsense, which so many children's books are. But that's really filled with like rich, um, rich stuff. So there's the Charlotte Mason method. Um, several popular... Uh, Several popular curriculums that use the Charlotte Mason method would be Heart of Dakota, The Good and the Beautiful, um, Beautiful Feet. Those are some different Charlotte Mason approach um, curriculums. And so there's there's several other 
different homeschool curriculums. Um, one, another one would be unit study. So unit study um, basically has everybody learning the same thing, just at different levels. So instead of you know, first grader doing their work independently and fourth grader doing their work independently and sixth grader doing their work independently. You all come together. You all learn about the same thing, usually in subject categories. So it might be, you know, you're learning about space or you're learning about um, botany or different things like that. And then you break up and have individual time of your grade level work. So that's unit method, or I'm unit. I'm sorry, unit study method. Several curriculums that use unit study would be actually gather around homeschool. So that's the one that we are currently using. Um, there are some others, Tapestry of Grace. Some of those are unit study method. Then there's other ones. There's the eclectic method. So that's basically combine whatever you want. Pull a little bit of this, pull a little bit of that. Um, and I know a lot of homeschool moms that do that. You know, we like this element of this, but we like this element of that. So you kind of just mix and match. And then there there are so many other methods that I just, I'm not going to delve into, but those are kind of the main ones. So you have your philosophy, you have your goals, you have the understanding kind of of these different methods, because I do think, and you don't have to like pour hours and all this invest all this time into reading about all the methods and analyzing them all um I mean you could find like quizzes online to take to find what method best suits you um and really best suits your child but I do think kind of a a broad understanding of some of the main ones will at least help you say okay well that's not really the kind of educational model that we want for example um not really in any of the ones that I mentioned but in some other homeschooling methods it's very child-led, um, very open-ended, kind of let your child explore and discover and choose what they want to learn. While I do think it's kind of cool for the child to lead someone, and I'll talk about that in the next episode of kind of a little bit of that element and gather around, I think it's a little too unstructured and open-ended for me personally. It works for some people. I just, that, that really didn't interest me. So that immediately dismissed any curriculum that falls under that method. So are you seeing a picture of how I'm kind of narrowing this down here? Um, and, you know, any method that really isn't hitting those goals and our philosophy, we kind of dismiss too. So even in the traditional method, though Simeon and I used that, um, had that method in high school, and though we enjoyed it and though we learned a lot from it, in coming up with our educational philosophy and our goals, we realized that the traditional method isn't what best aligned with us achieving those goals for our homeschooling. Um, we, we didn't want our kids to see school as a set time of day. We didn't want to so overwhelm them with like just repetitive seat work and, you know, just wasted time, I guess, um, of just being so overwhelmed, I guess, with this eight hour school day where they just had no interest in learning or discovering or reading beyond those hours. And we, we really just wanted this interactive, intertwined, like we, like I said earlier, that lifestyle of learning. And we personally, from our own experience and then from just much study and looking at our kids and saying what we wanted for them, the traditional method just didn't really align with us. Um, 
And, and I, I got to go quick. So if you have any questions about any of this, if you want me to talk to any of this, send me a message. I'd be more than happy to go deeper into different methods and at least how God led our family if you're interested in that. Um, but so we kind of dismissed that. Um, so, so many things come into play, you know, even as you're thinking about your kid's learning style, are they visual? Are they auditory? Are they kinesthetic? Um, what works for them? You know, can, can they sit down for hours a day and do workbook and textbook and that kind of instruction? Um, if you have the DVDs, are they interested and engaged in watching that for eight hours a day? If you don't do DVDs, are, are they learning from you just teaching them the material or if they're older and you're just having them read from the textbook are they actually learning and so learning isn't getting an A on the test I think so many people and I know Simeon and I can attest to this we learned to study for the test and then once the test was over it just left our brains and that's not what we want for our kids we just want what they learn to be so intertwined, you know, we see, we see in this aspect of life and we experience it through this and we learn it through that, that it comes very interwoven into who they are and who they see God to be. We don't really want to separate education from all of that and make it memorize these facts, get them right on the test, check, okay, we're moving on. Um, so you, you just really have to just pray through that and I, learning some of those methods can really kind of help you narrow it down. So once you narrow it down to the methods, then you see, as I gave some examples of curriculum under that method, those methods. Okay, so now we're down to three, five, ten different possible curriculums. So where do I go from there? And there, there's just, this is where it comes to your family, what works best for you. Um, some different things, cost. I know that's a big thing. Um, how expensive is it? Is it affordable? Is it in our family's budget? Um, don't feel like you have to choose the most expensive curriculum because you think expensive equals best. That is not always the case. But, you know, you just have to look. What can we invest into this and what best fits into our budget? If it's something that is totally out of budget, then, hey, God's probably not leading us there because if he wanted us to do that, he'd provide for us to do that. Um, so kind of narrowing it down that way. Um, attractiveness. So this is just one that resonates with me. If it is an ugly curriculum, if it lacks color, if it looks outdated, um, I, I, I'm just not interested. I want it to be beautiful. I want it to be pleasing to the eye. I want it to be modern and up to date. Um, I just, I want it to look nice. I, I look for that in a curriculum. Another one is, is it easy to use as the teacher? You know, there was another curriculum that I was looking at for a while, um, My Father's World, and it's kind of unit study based. And I really loved the concept. I really liked um, different things about the curriculum, but it was so intensive as the parent and as the teacher I just, I mean, not even using it, I started getting overwhelmed. Like, I don't think I can keep up with all of that. And not at all to say that I am not willing to sacrifice and invest time and effort. Absolutely not. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get my kids the best education um, that I can. But I also have to be realistic. Um, you know, I would rather them have a well-rested mom that can actually think, but maybe have a little more simplified lesson planning than have a mom who stayed up all night, has the perfect lesson plan, but is so irritable and grouchy that I can't even teach them the next day because I'm burnout and tired and overwhelmed.
So I, you know, I, I had to find a curriculum that is easy to use from the teacher that didn't require hours and hours of prep work and gathering this and that. I, I wanted something laid out for if I want to delve off into my own rabbit trails, if I want to get creative and go down a different road, I can. It's easy to do that. But I wanted something that was laid out well for the teacher. Um, do this, do that. Here's some options if you want extracurricular things to throw in there, um, but not something that was just going to require hours and hours of my time. Um, another one that I know is so important to a lot of people when they ask me about different curriculum that I have um, recommended is the scripture version. Is it King James Version? Masterbooks, I've recommended Masterbooks is not King James Version only. Um, Gather Round Gather Round is not King James Version only. And at first, that was a really big hang-up for me. And I know that is a hang-up for many people. And we are KJV only in our house. However you fall on that is between you and the Lord. But for us, we are KJV only. Um, and really... To my knowledge, the the only curriculum that's like strictly KJV is a Becca. I don't even know if Bob Jones is anymore. But I already said we didn't really want the Abeka approach to homeschooling. So it was kind of like, okay, well, what do we do from here? And so I really kind of struggled with that for a bit. And I was like, well, I mean, we'll just, we'll use our own Bibles and we'll do our own scripture copy work and we'll read from our own, you know, scriptures um, if it's listed in the book or anything like that. And I, I kind of saw that as like, it's fine. You know, I, it wasn't a make or break deal for me, but it was just kind of another added step of, okay, well, I'm just going to have to tweak this a little bit. But then I was talking to a friend and she said that she actually really liked that aspect of the curriculum because it forced her to have her Bible open. And when they read from the scripture, and she turned away from the curriculum and to God's word. And her kids saw her doing that, saw her saying, okay, the curriculum says this and this and this. We're learning this. But hey, we're going to turn to our Bibles now. And this is what God says. And pairing the Bible with the curriculum visually. And when she said that, I was like, that is such a true thing. And so I've really enjoyed that. Not saying that, oh, you need to go pick a curriculum that's not KJV. Um, but if that is something that you're kind of struggling with and praying through, just an aspect to think about. Um, it, it For us, like I said, it wasn't a make or break thing because we can still adapt that. We can still make it KJV for us. It does require a little bit more, simply having my own Bible open and ready to turn. But I, I do like that our kids are seeing us with an open Bible. Um, so that's one thing. And then another thing is just accessibility. Is it easy to get? And this may not be a big deal for people here in the States, but with us moving over to Australia, it's really expensive to ship things. So, you know, we had to say, okay, like, I'll just use a Becca for lack of a, a better example. I, I used that in high school. And I remember when the book box would come of all your books for the school year. And it was this huge, heavy box just for one grade with teacher's manuals for every subject and test keys and test books and your workbook and your textbook for every subject. And it was just so much. And it would just cost so much money for us to ship something like that to Australia. So we had to look into options that were easily accessible for us. Gather Round actually has a digital option that will help save us money. Now we do have the printing and ink, so we kind of have to factor in the cost, but it, it will still be better than what it would cost to ship 
all that curriculum halfway around the world. So those are just a couple different things in thinking about curriculum of narrowing it down even more. Um, so I hope this was helpful. If you're in the stage where you're trying to figure out, okay, I want to homeschool. What curriculum do I use? Maybe you've been homeschooling for years, but you want to change things up. Or maybe you're that eclectic method that just wants to mix and match and a little bit of this on a little bit of that, wherever you're at. Um, I do. I get asked all the time, how do you choose a curriculum? And so I just outlined this is this is what God has led us to. This is my process of narrowing it down again from hundreds to a few. And ultimately, that has currently led us to one that we are loving, that we are so comfortable with, um, that the more that we interact with this curriculum, the more that we learn the heart of the author of the curriculum, the more that we're just on board. Like, thank you, Lord, for leading us to this curriculum as we are back to the philosophy, trying to create a lifestyle of learning, guiding our kids to God as creator through the creation he's made with the purpose of them discovering God's design for their life to bring him glory and praise. I hope this was helpful to you. If you have any questions, want to talk more, um, you can reach out to me. I'm on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore, Facebook, Brittany Brazel, um, or you can email me at nohighercallingpodcast at gmail.com. So I hope this episode was helpful. Um, I know I went long. Um, Definitely couldn't have talked about Gather Around in this episode, Um, but it's something I'm passionate about, something that I love, and if I can help your family on your homeschool journey, If I can have a small part in helping your family, then I would just love to do that. So I hope it was an encouragement to you as you seek to um, just educate your kids for Christ. Just wanted to give a quick reminder about the giveaway that we have going on this month. So to celebrate six months of the No Higher Calling podcast, I am doing a giveaway for a $25 Amazon gift card. The way you can earn entries to that is by sharing on social media. If you go over to my Instagram page at no higher calling underscore, you will find a post that has all the details of how you can enter on Instagram. Um, On Facebook, it's just sharing and tagging me. Make sure you tag me in that. If we are not friends, send me a friend request and please send me a message saying who you are, that you listen to my podcast. That'll help me sift through the many friend requests that I have, what's real and what's not. But it's just sharing, getting the word out there. Um, Anytime you share about the No Higher Calling podcast, whether it's a current episode, past episode, your favorite episode, tag me. And for everyone that I see, you get an entry into the giveaway for the Amazon gift card. So I hope you guys have so much fun with this. I just want to share what God is doing in my heart and hearts of many other moms as I have them on this podcast with as many mamas as I can to just watch in wonder and amazement as we see God transform hearts and homes as we get the truth in the hearts of us as women, as wives and mothers, and as we let him conform us to the image of Christ. So I I hope you have fun with this giveaway. Get involved, share, tag me. We will have this running the whole month of July. Um, We'll close it down July 31st and announce the winner in the first podcast episode in August. So we look forward to celebrating the six months of the No Higher Calling podcast and one of you as our winners. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.